Thank you for turning on the Why This Times Talk podcast. In this edition, we're previewing the first Times Talk of the spring 2021 semester. In it, we will focus on the riots at the United States Capitol. I'm joined today by Georgia College criminal justice professor Sarah Buckdown and Georgia College sociology professor Stephanie McClure. Sarah Buckdown, Stephanie McClure, I want to thank you for joining me on the Why This Times Talk podcast. Um, as we always do, I just thought I'd ask, can you please briefly introduce your Times Talk topic for this week? Yeah, as a criminal justice professor, this is Sarah Dowd. I was uh, very much interested in how the right-wing faction of basically these hate groups were able to take over the Capitol and what that says about America right now and then the consequences or lack thereof of those individuals who actually did it. So I asked my friend Stephanie, Dr. McClure, to come. I wanted to hear her feedback because it's something we talk about a lot. Stephanie, what do you think? Yeah, I would sort of agree with Dr. Dowd in terms of understanding it in this particular historical moment and then connecting it to other things that I know. So my background is not in criminal justice, but I am a scholar of race in the United States. So certainly thinking about contemporary issues, but connecting them to historical threads. I have had occasion to spend some time doing some research on white supremacy, particularly overt white supremacy, and what kind of connections we can see between overt sort of hate groups and more mainstream political discourse. And I spent a summer working for a project called Partners Against Hate, where my job was to research white supremacist organizations on the internet and identify what kinds of symbols and messages they used in order to produce a guide for high school counselors so that they could identify whether or not they had students in their high school who were being recruited into these organizations. And the images and the rhetoric and the symbolism that I saw and that I learned about in that summer, certainly seeing some of the same images from the riots and from the attack on the Capitol brought back a lot of those memories. And then also there are some things that are newer. And then thinking about the kind of historical precedent for white resistance to democratically elected governments that are multiracial, there is a much longer history of that in the United States that I think many people don't know. And so I was interested in sort of this question of, you know, is this America? Is this something that happens in America? And we have a tendency to have a very sort of superficial and one-dimensional view of our history, I think. that We could talk about why that's so. There are probably lots of reasons. But there were threads that I could see that I think just by virtue of the stuff that I studied that I was interested in talking to the campus about. Why do you feel it important to bring this conversation to the Times Talk now? I would say me and Stephanie have been doing this sort of same version of Times Talk for as long as 15 years. Some version of race explosion, whether it be Charlottesville or the murder of Trayvon Martin. We've both done all these things around race, at least it seems like every year. And so right now, Stephanie and I are very comfortable doing it. But this time, as of Tuesday, 
that feels different right now. And that's hit me a lot as far as where do these ideas come from? Uh, can I educate in a way that makes them seem not, you know, something you would want to do? I don't know. It just feels like every year something happens around race, whether it's generally it's white people acting bad. Not all white people, of course, but me and Stephanie have to do this, and it's part of our job. Um, and it's also a part of our job we enjoy because it does change students' lives, just being able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to talk about it? on campus and why now, over the, the course of that 15 years, I will tell you in my teaching, I have felt relatively comfortable for most of that time to take for granted that the students that I'm talking to, when we talk about overt white supremacy and public affiliations with organizations that openly advocate for what they call Rahoa, which is racial holy war, I felt like I could reasonably take for granted that most of the students that I was talking to that were in my classrooms found that to be abhorrent, that they deeply disagreed with the ideas of overt white supremacy, however much they might have internalized ideas, attitudes, beliefs, and sort of participated in social institutions that operate by rules that support and encourage it, that the sort of overt forms, um, even in sociology we call it sometimes overt or old-fashioned uh, racism. And it's just in the last few years, I would say, um, you know, when you have a president in the White House who can assert that people who are overtly identified with white supremacy are very fine people, that it makes it a different kind of conversation. And the degree to which we're having to really reckon with the fact that there is a pretty significant proportion of the white population in the United States that is willing to embrace an ideology which suggests that some people are less than human. I am really critical of any sort of narrative of progress, like time is not magic, right? The passage of time doesn't make things better, but it's still taken by surprise. So feeling things chilling effect in terms of the potential kinds of conversations that we can have in class and the things that we can take for granted, I would be lying if I didn't say that I have felt that over the last few years and a difference, a change over the last few years. And as y'all talk about having facilitated a conversation like this over the last 15 years um, in the setting, and then, Stephanie, you described um, a changing feeling over the course of this last presidential administration. Could you tell me what was January 6th then along that spectrum uh, that y'all have experienced over these years having these conversations? It felt shocking and entirely predictable simultaneously. That's what it felt like. It felt like this is, in fact, where we have been going, someplace that we've been before. Just a few years ago, I actually, through the work of the Equal Justice Initiative, learned about the only acknowledged coup d'etat in United States history, which occurred on November 10, 1898, when mobs of armed white supremacists descended on City Hall in Wilmington, North Carolina, and forced both black and white elected officials to resign. I hadn't learned about that, and I've been studying this stuff for some time, right? So at that point in that moment when I saw that, I knew that this had happened before 
in the United States, and I still couldn't believe it was happening. So both shocking and predictable, which I know that's contradictory, but that is how it felt. I would say the same for me. It did feel predictable. From the beginning of President Trump's running for election, uh, well, really all the way back from all the stuff with the birther and then his actual presidency, it felt like a pressure cooker. All you got to do is add a few angry people and some Internet, and then explosion, not explosion in the actual, like, an explosive, but they had that too, but an attack on the actual place that we consider democracy. That felt totally foreseeable to me. And I think the reason why I was more shocked is because of what the capital represents in a sense. That isn't just any other building. There were a lot of people like, oh, what about Portland? You know, and I'm like, I don't know about Portland. That's not the point we were talking about this building, though. What was the point with this attack on this building? What was the message? So that's a very clear message. I mean, that's an act of war, you know? If any group, like a Canadian roving gang came and did that, that would start a war, you know? Any group other than Americans, that would start a war. An actual war. But they did. And there have been little hints that this was coming if you were watching all the way up till now. I mean, the Justice Department has known about these groups. It's just they've been hollowed out through presidential appointees versus career servants, all kinds of stuff. There was so much chaos that our government allowed this to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean chaos within the structure of our government. Would you say that, Stephanie? Yeah, right. A vacuum of leadership, certainly. And the... Uh... Also, in a, a chaos within, as y'all said, a symbol of our democracy, but also you know the kind of ceremonial home of the mechanism of democracy as we practice it here during you know a highly symbolic time, and and uh, to a certain extent, uh, to go back to what you were saying, Sarah, uh, from the reaction to it any other group it would have been a retaliation with a full onslaught war uh, but uh, those instigators uh, to them it was their opening shot in a desired war and so we're coming to the close of, of our time together today and I want to ask you that last times talk question uh, which is always, what do you hope your audience takes away from this Times Talk conversation on the Capitol riots? 
if I had to say, I would hope that the audience would take away a new understanding of what it says about who we are uh, and what that means about who we should be going forward. I would say um, along the same lines, I would hope that uh, students or faculty would take away that there's this long history, right? There's this long history of white supremacy. It shows up in various ways, and you can do something different about it by holding yourself accountable and therefore going out into the world and holding other people accountable for doing different. Well, Sarah Buckdown, Stephanie McClure, I want to thank you all for joining me today on the Why This Times Talk podcast. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. You're welcome. Of course, the Times Talk is a weekly current events and ideas symposium that takes place at noon on Wednesday In this edition, we previewed the first Times Talk of the spring 2021 semester. In it, we will focus on the riots in the United States Capitol.